Colorado Springs. Nearly 500,000 people. Olympic City, USA. Garden of the Gods. Pikes Peak. It's a growing city. Our local government has a lot of employees. What exactly do they do? How does it impact my life? This is where you find out. Behind the Springs, an inside look at your local government. Hello, everyone. I'm Jen Trader. Thanks for joining us for Behind the Springs. It's that time of year again where the weather is warming up. Oh, finally. So happy. Um, and it's getting so nice out there. We're starting to think about summer. And it's that same time when Colorado Springs police start thinking about certain crimes um, because they are often more common in our warmer weather months. So today I have the opportunity to speak to two of our Colorado Springs crime prevention officers. We have MJ Thompson and Scott Mathis with us. Thanks so much, both of you, for being here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, we appreciate Jim. your time. Um, so, um, Officer Thompson, let me start with you. Our listeners might not realize um, that we even have a crime prevention unit um, as part of our police department, um, really devoted to that aspect. Um, Tell us about it. Tell us what your role is and, and what your unit does. Sure. Thank you. First off, thanks for having us today, Jen. Uh, so we have four crime prevention officers throughout the city, um, one at each division. Um, and our primary goal is, our goal is public education um, and letting the public know what's going on in the city, um, not only right now, but what we anticipate to happen throughout the year. Um, so we work with all of our neighborhood watch groups. We work with um, anybody that wants to do target hardening for their homes or businesses or schools and just come out and try to be proactive on preventing crime uh, in and around their homes, neighborhoods, businesses, and things like that. Okay, and <clears throat> and do you have a lot of, um, you know, a lot of people come forth and say, hey, we'd love for you to talk to our group, or we'd love for you to come to our school. Yes. I mean, I'm thinking, there's only four of you, but I'm thinking you're pretty busy. Yes, ma'am, so yes. in a non-COVID in a non -COVID year, right, I would say we, on average, each crime prevention officer does anywhere between 80 to 100, 120 presentations a year. Again, that's not only just the neighborhood watch, that's to anybody. Wow. Uh, we focus on active shooter, um, preparedness, public, uh, you know, personal safety when you're out in public, um, internet crimes, all that stuff. So yes, we, that's one thing we focus again is the education piece, uh, just, just to let the, the public know how to better protect them. And a lot of times as people think, it's those things that you think, oh, I know, I know that's all right. that. I know what to do, I know what, um, what I should be doing to prevent crime, but do you find, um, and either one of you can answer this, but do you find when you show up there and you give those presentations, people come away with, with, with new information, I would assume? I definitely think they do. Every time I give a presentation, I have people come up after me and they say, you know what, I, I thought I knew everything, but I learned a couple new things today. And that's part of it. We just want them to actually take something away and so they can actually you know, help their lives and make their lives uh, safer. And, and that's our goal is to try to help uh, reduce crime in the city. So I'm, I'm kind of prefacing that with today's conversation. I think people think, yeah, yeah, it's summertime. I got to put myself in the trunk. I got to, I know, I know, I got it. I got it. Right. And people think that they're um, so great at preventing crime. Um, and if that were true, we would have no problem, but we have some problems. So I think there are some more steps people could be taking that they're just unaware of, or, you know, you kind of become lax and you forget about those things. Um, so what kind of crime, um, Crimes, I should say, plural, do you watch for this time of year and are you are you thinking about and focusing on and, and you want the public to think about? You know, I think as we get warmer, as the temperatures get warmer, obviously people are going out more, they're hitting the trails more. Um, that's a big concern for us. Um, as we get tourists in as well, we get a lot more crimes at all the trailheads. We get a lot more people 
that think they're, you know, well, it's, you know, it's nice out. I'll leave my windows just cracked open or something and they'll leave something in their vehicle. And, and that's what really starts to, you know, increase as the, as the weather gets warmer. Um, so you get a lot more car break-ins, um, you get a lot more vehicles stolen. And it's usually people just thinking, oh, it's not going to happen to me. They're not going to see that. Oh, you know, yeah, okay, I, I just shove my phone underneath the, the seat or something. Nobody will see that. That's what they're looking for. And, and that's exactly what they're looking for. They're looking for something quick that they can easily grab. So um, it's tourists and locals. It's just whoever's making those, those mistakes. It yeah. is. So lo- the, the tips there, lock your doors, obviously put th- don't bring a lot of valuables to begin with, right, to those trailheads. I think people do make that mistake. I think that's a big thing is, you know, everybody thinks that I've got to take, you know, a full bag when I go to a trailhead. And you don't. I mean, take the minimal amount required and carry it with you. Um, anything you leave inside your vehicle, that's potentially a target. And from the time it takes for you to go on the trail and come back, your car plus many other cars could easily be broken into. Good point. Yeah. And I, I forgot to let me go backwards just a little bit so people can um, get some idea of how can you guys both tell me how long have you been doing this? Have you been officers and then have you been in the Colorado Springs area? Yeah, so, so uh, I'm a native. Okay. I, th- I think I'm the only one left. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, I am a native of Colorado Springs, uh, 23 years on the okay. police department. Um, and I've been in off and on in crime prevention almost um, about 15 years. So I was in the neighborhood policing unit, which was focusing on parks, the parks unit, the bicycle unit, the motorcycle unit. Uh, and then that kind of unit transitioned out. Uh, and then I worked with the homeless on the homeless outreach team for, for nearly seven years, again in the city parks and a lot of our public trailheads where we see our homeless uh, and then now I've transitioned to the crime prevention unit. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's fun. I love the education piece. Um, and it's simple little things. None of this stuff we're going to tell anybody today is rocket science. It's just getting people to do it. So. it it's habit. Getting in habit, the habit, absolutely. right? Yeah, and just knowing about it. So do you see, after 23 years, you're seeing the same things every year? Yeah, and, you know, and it's, it's, it's uh, seasonal, obviously. That's it what is. we're talking about. And, and it's just, I don't want to say it's funny because it's not funny, but it, we see it. We know exactly, you know, the first couple of weeks of winter, where all of a sudden our puffers go up, then we go into summer. And it's funny, we have almost as many puffers in the summertime as we do the wintertime because people pull up, you know, to a 7-Eleven or a come and go, whatever oh. it is. And they're like, hey, I'm just going to run in and get a soda, but it's 100 degrees outside or 95 degrees. And they leave their car running. Next oh. thing you know, they come out, their car's gone. So um, we like to obviously educate the public. and let them know That's not just a wintertime crap. We see that a lot in the summer. Okay. They'll leave the windows down. They'll leave the keys in the ignition. They'll leave the fob to a vehicle in, in the cup holder or whatever. Um, and they run into the bank. They run into the Walmart, whatever it is. And their car's gone. Right. Minutes. Yeah. Sometimes, then, actually, let me rephrase. That's seconds, actually, not even minutes. Yeah, that is tough. Yeah. That is tough. And how about you? Yeah, Tell you, us about how long you've been here. It's okay uh, that you're not a native. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I'm close to a native. I actually, you're as close I, as you can get. I actually grew up here in the 70s and, uh, and early 80s. My dad was stationed uh, here at Peterson and Cheyenne Mountains. Oh, so, great. So okay. I, I grew up here. Um, but I came back um, quite a few years ago, but I've been with the department for about 10 years um, been with this group for almost two years now, and this is one of those things that I love this position that we have as a team, the ability to go out and talk to the community and try to help them understand what's going on. Um, I'm really passionate about it, and I really enjoy it. And speaking of passion, I know that you've been working on, I want to talk about another um, warm weather crime um, that we've heard a lot about, and we just hear if we're out on the streets, and that's street racing. Um, and tell us a little bit about a new development in terms of street racing and um, 
you know, and catching the people responsible. Yeah, this has been kind of a, a passion of mine for about a year now that, that we were working on it. Um, even on patrol, we, for years, and I know Officer Thompson has been doing the same thing, street racing has always been a problem. Um, and it's progressively gets worse as the, as the warmer days, like we have now, nice weekends. And what we're seeing are these people that are just out there they have no regard for other people on the roads, and it's a huge safety hazard. So for about a year now, I've been working with um, our city attorney's office to come up with a new public nuisance ordinance for vehicles that are involved in these types of uh, crimes, you know, street racing, speed exhibitions, things like that. And this gives us the ability, it's just an, another enforcement tool um, to try to go after these people and, and the vehicles, and that's what we're really focused on are the vehicles. And to decide to say, stop it. Don't do it anymore. Um, you are a danger to the rest of the public who's out there in their vehicles, who's out there on their bicycles, who's walking everywhere. So this is a tool that allows the city attorney's office, if it comes to it, to potentially seize the vehicles to make them stop. Okay. Because do you have a lot of repeat offenders? You know, we do. And, and there are some good car clubs in this city. And there are some bad car clubs that just focus on going out and going as fast as they can, no matter where they can. And it's typically some consistent people within those car clubs. And if we can try to change their behavior and say, look, go do it safely on a track somewhere, because if you keep doing it on the street, yeah, we're not going to, we're not going to have that anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said, this is another tool that uh, lets us go after them. And, and how do you typically hear, do you, do you get calls from the public about street racing typically? Is that how you, um, how it's reported? We do. We get calls every single day. People hear it. Uh, we also mm -hmm. have, uh, the state patrol has a website called reportstreetracing.com. Okay. Uh, people can actually report the incidents on there. It goes directly to every law enforcement agency on the front range, depending, as long as it's applicable to their area. Okay. And so I'll get those complaints as well. And, uh, you know, if it's something that we can act on, if we have a good address, a good location, a good time, uh, we will communicate with, you know, each one of the divisions and say, hey, can you kind of go enforce this area a little bit? Um, so there's multiple ways they could call in and report it. They can report it on reportstreetracing.com. Um, but we do encourage people to keep calling in. It's, I, I know there's some frustration on the, from the citizens that, well, we call in and nothing's done. We, we try to get out there, um, but, you know, we try to get as much information as you can, and, and we are working on the problem. Uh, yeah, and sometimes you get out there and it's over. It, it is, right. and a lot of times they run from us. Right. And that's one of the things that is also part of the public nuisance ordinance. If, if you run from the police, which is eluding, that is a component of this, and we can go after your car as well for that aspect of it. Not just the points associated if we find you on, on a traffic ticket that we give you, but because you decided you don't want to stop to us, we can go after your car. Okay. Okay. Good. Well, that's some good news on that. And um, I think that's probably true when you're saying for citizens to report things. That's true of all these crimes, right? I mean, of any crime. But um, in the summer months, you know, if you see something, say something. Um, you want to hear from people, right? Absolutely. I mean, uh, you, you'd be surprised, and, and even I'm surprised, and, and, and I know Officer Mathis is, is how many people don't report crimes or they wait um, and one thing that we, that we noticed too is, is they'll, they might make a post on Nextdoor, they might make a post on Facebook, and they 
some in their mind they think they're actually reporting the crime when they're not so we might we try to make it very clear on all of our social media that if, if they're a victim of a crime if they're in a park and, and they leave their windows down and they're in something stolen um, they need to call and make a, a actual report on the phone or online with us don't and they just, don't need to call 911 they can no. just call yes and that's a good point too yeah we don't right. want them calling 911 obviously if nobody's uh, in in danger or a life-threatening thing please don't tie up 911 uh, please call the 444-7000 number um, or simply report it online we okay. do have you know if it, if it if it is a property crime and there's no suspect information, nobody saw it, there's no cameras, no videotape, uh, and, you know, something as simple as they stole a phone out of an open or unlocked car, please, we ask them to report that online. Okay, yeah. to Colorado Springs Police, not next door. Yes, ma'am. Right. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, but they think, like, because I typed it, it's yeah, out there and, and someone's going to pick it up, but yeah, it does need to be officially reported. Absolutely, and, 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 and that's a common misconception. They think since it's our page or CSPD's page yes. that we're monitoring that and that suffices. And w- that's actually a big education topic we talk about. Okay, that's good. And so that would be my last question for either of you is, is if there are people listening and they say, you know, my homeowners association or my Girl Scout troop or my school or, or whatever would love to have a talk. Are you in the position where you're going out into the public again, or is COVID preventing that for a little longer? Where, where are we with that? Yeah, I mean, for me, like I even gave a neighborhood watch presentation last night. Um, okay. So it, as long as Starting we're, to we, we're getting out there, as long as, you know, um, everybody is meeting the requirements, uh, the COVID requirements and everything. So if they want to do the social distancing, I had people in chairs separated six feet apart last night. Uh, you guys will meet them outside. We'll, we will meet them outside. <laughs> yeah. We will. Yeah, yeah. we're, we are getting out there. We are actually talking to these groups. So if they want to reach out to us and schedule something, absolutely. We, we are talking and uh, we are giving all of our presentations. Okay. That's wonderful. And what's the best way for them to contact you? Um, they can either call us at our division. We're very simple. You can just look at the crime prevention unit online. Okay. Um, or they can shoot us an email. Um, okay. But we're very responsive. That's one of our main uh, objectives is to get back and teach the public. So, yeah, just have them or call a division and just say, hey, I need to speak to the crime prevention officer, and they'll get them routed right and, to us. And it's a great it's a great plug um, just, you know, to follow Colorado Springs Police wherever you may be, next door, um, social media, go on the website, and there's just some great information there for whatever group you're trying to educate, even if it's just yourself or your family, yeah. um, just some good tools um, when you're taking your family out on hikes and exploring the summer, just, just that awareness, right? Sure. And for tourists as well, too, because, you know, obviously Colorado, Colorado Springs is such a tourist location. I mean, we want it the, to be this summer, too. That's right. Too. I mean, look at right. Garden of the Gods Parks, one of the most beautiful parks in the nation. has been voted one of the best parks in the nation. And we want people to come here. We want people to understand that we are safe. We are really, truly safe in Colorado Springs. But that doesn't mean that we don't have crime. So when we're talking about tourism, and I encourage people, if they're natives or the residents of Colorado Springs and they're going to Houston, they're going to Denver, wherever they're going, to, to get onto that department's social media and see what's going on, just to educate yourself. Because um, you there will be certain trends, right, in different cities. and it happens right. everywhere. So, um, but yeah, especially here, if you're living here, we will put things out on our social media to say, hey, look, we might have an uptick in uh, burglary motor vehicles in Garden of the Gods Park. When you go, again, remove your valuables. Don't take luggage there. I mean, sometimes we do see tourists, they'll land here, they'll get a rental car. The first thing they do oh, is goodness. they go to the Air Force Academy or they go to Garden of the Gods Park and they leave all their luggage because they're so excited. And that just draws them into being a victim. So stop at the hotel, motel, drop your stuff off. 
Take the bare minimums. Lock your vehicle when you get there. Drink lots of water. Drink no, that lots has of water. Especially if you go up Pikes Peak, right? You don't want to get that <laughs> right. altitude headache. Right. Absolutely. Don't do the right. incline right when you get here. Right. Yeah. Yes. I know. No, really good tips for everybody. Yes. That's great. Well, thank you both for being here and for all you're doing for the city and for crime prevention. It's nice to hear you're getting back out yes. in the community. I'm sure you're happy about that. Yeah. Well, thank you for having us. Yes. Okay. Well, thanks for listening to um, Behind the Springs, and we hope you'll tune in for the next episode soon. Have a great day.